0: To send us your news.
1: <laughs> you sound like a game show host.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on <laughs> Send Us Your News. Oh man, God. Hello. Yeah. Okay. So.
1: <laughs> I just snorted.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. We yeah. haven't even made it through the intro yet, and we're already going up in flames.
1: Oh God.
0: That's typical. Um, my name's Zach, and this is.
1: Kelsey. Kelsey. (laughs) I thought you were going to say my name for me. Kelsey.
0: No, no, I wouldn't dare take that privilege away from you.
1: Okay. Good. Thanks. It's my name. (laughs) It's not yours.
0: That's right. It's not mine to abuse.
1: Okay. Oof.
0: Oof. Anyway. (laughs) I don't know.
1: I don't know. I just Oof is the new thing that I say all the time now. It's unfortunate. Mm, Um, It's like a tick. I don't. Yeah, it really is. Like at this point, I say it after everything, even if stuff is good like I'll get good news like one of my friends had a baby yeah and she was like oh my god like the baby was really healthy and everything and like sent a bunch of pictures to like a group chat sure and everyone was like oh my gosh really excited like she's beautiful all this stuff and I said oof she's great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was
0: like, oh my gosh, that just sounds like a really sarcastic compliment. <laughs> but
1: I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it to be sarcastic uh, or course, anything. Oh, of course,
0: of course.
1: I just was like, oof, she's great. Oof. Love her so much.
0: Can't stand how cute she is. Oof. Yeah,
1: oof, I'm jealous
0: <laughs> of uh, a, a
1: baby. Uh, anyway, so
0: I'm jealous of babies. Babies have it good.
1: Yeah, they get taken care of. Like, they get pampered. Pampered. Pam- pampered. Pampered. Okay. I mean, they just get. Taken care of like they should. Yeah, or else they won't survive. Won't. Yeah, I don't. When you say pamper, I think of like bath bomb, like face mask, and I don't see a baby. Like, no,
0: that's not typical. It's not typical.
1: Like getting their. But they like, don't even have. To, they don't even
0: have to bathe themselves. They got people to bathe them. Yeah. That's a form of pampering.
1: I wonder if they make baby bath bombs. I, and baby face masks.
0: Probably. I mean, they've got all kinds of baby hipster junk baby shit. it's really for the parents of course
1: yeah, yeah. i mean i don't want to have kids but if i ever do that's what's gonna happen really yeah i'm gonna be that that parent i'm gonna be like the hipster parents in the portlandy sketch that like oh my god like we're gonna i'm gonna send my child to like this really cool like private school where they Learn about art and music at a really young age, and then they're gonna dress like a hipster baby.
0: Yeah, he's gonna have black flaring glasses and
1: uh-huh.
0: a, a undercut. If he needs comb glasses, well,
1: and... no, he's just gonna have them. It doesn't matter if he needs glasses it or not. Doesn't
0: matter. They'll be they'll they be empty frames. Uh, <laughs> <just a laughs> empty thing. frames. He's There's no glasses. Big glass scarf. Lots yeah. of denim. A denim shirt. He's
1: gonna have like 20 denim jackets. And some bracelets. Some leather. Some cool, some cool baby clothes. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't really, like, want kids, though. Like, I would just want, like, a human dress-up doll. That, okay. sounds, that sounds, like, absolutely terrible and shameful.
0: No, like, maybe um, a mannequin. How about that?
1: I'll just get a... I'll just kidnap one of those um, child mannequins from Old Navy. You know, the ones that look, like, really friendly. Yeah, yeah. And that'll be my child. Um, and while I'm at it, I'll kidnap one of their mannequin dogs too since i can't have a dog <laughs> but yeah hello Hi. everyone um zach and i are wild out this week yes um uh,
0: we've got a lot to, a lot to celebrate
1: uh-huh a lot to celebrate oh, a lot absolutely. a lot of cool things um so if you remember last episode we talked about turbo's human male persona
0: yeah oh yes yep
1: at the end of the episode, uh, um, for a while, and we got kind of off on a tangent, like we do. Um, but we talked about it more after that episode, and
0: upon much deliberation,
1: yes, we have we have named him. We've named him. We've renamed Turbo. Um, yes, he's is... he's no longer Turbo. He's not in the room with us right now. He's he's somewhere else. He's all celebrating with his he's, family. He's having karaoke with his like yeah his wife and. Yep. children.
0: Yep. He is uh he's off enjoying his family right now, and uh, we're holding down the helm out here. Yeah. And so, at any rate, his janitors. Uh, without without m- much ado, much further yeah. ado, uh, we have named him
1: Rodson McGillicuddy.
0: Rodson McGillicuddy. You heard it here first. Turbo
1: that, Rodson McGillicuddy.
0: Turbo Rodson McGillicuddy is uh is our official name for him in you know our what? office. world. You know group?
1: how like. Dads sometimes have like A nickname in quotations As their middle name
0: Okay, sure
1: You know, like And then like other dads call them that nickname
0: Yeah, I gotcha
1: That Turbo can be the nickname Like Turbo it can be Rodson Turbo McGillicuddy Yeah,
0: There you yeah, go. absolutely That and, makes much more sense
1: Yeah, and we also determined that Turbo Like we talked about his character Character, his, his... human persona For a little bit after that, yeah,
0: his color text,
1: yeah, and he's gonna be like Carpenter Jean Dad,
0: Carpenter Jean Polo,
1: Carpenter Jean Polo Dad with a uh, little bit of chest hair sticking out.
0: Shirt's always tucked in.
1: Shirt's always tucked in, like probably boat shoes or tennis shoes.
0: New Balances, definitely oh, he, New oh, Balances. Full
1: Dad, full Dad,
0: uh, braided leather belt, pleated, oh god, pants,
1: pleated. Pleated carpenter jeans?
0: Oh, I thought you... <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't even imagine reason. what
1: pleated carpenter <laughs> jeans would look like. <laughs> you just created the next trend.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a formal... It's
1: going to be in Urban Outfitters thing. soon. Yeah. Everybody's going to be wearing pleated carpenter jeans.
0: They're like, oh shit, they're on to us. How did yeah. that leak? How did yeah. that get out?
1: Yeah. We get a wrap. cease and desist from Urban Outfitters immediately.
0: You know, they say that there's there's... No, being original, yeah. and pretty much anything in fashion is something that's been borrowed from somebody else. You just gotta yeah. use it in a different way. Yeah,
1: everything's been done.
0: Yeah, everything's been done. But really, what I want to see the pleated carpenter pants. I'm sure they're They've, out there somewhere. They
1: have probably happened. They've before. hit the
0: runway somewhere just because they're so damn ugly. Mm-hmm.
1: Oof! <laughs> did it again. Here goes your oof again. Oof! I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we got turbo, um, braided leather belt, pleated carpenter jeans, new balance tennis shoes, polo with chest hair sticking out, brute aftershave. What kind of watch? Um, it's stainless steel with a stainless steel band. It's a DeLorean watch. Never seen a DeLorean watch.
0: You are familiar with the DMC and DeLorean from Back to the Future? Yeah. Well, that car company... Makes watches now, oh my
1: God, I need to see them,
0: yeah, well, you can Hold check on. them out
1: go look it up, but go ahead,
0: yeah, they're delorean themed d m c brand manufactured watches, and they i mean they're pretty nice, uh, they got a few different schemes,
1: you mean this yeah, okay,
0: yeah they're not they're not that fancy they're okay that i can I
1: could see this, but like I'm thinking of like I'm thinking of what my Peppa's watch look like. When he passed away, like okay. he's fifty six when he passed away, and that's what I imagined Turbo's like age to be around that age, and I'm not like basing this off my ball. because my ball didn't wear any of this other stuff that we're talking about. Oh,
0: sure. um,
1: but sure. this watch, it's like it's like metal, and then it has like like braided metal kind of. Okay. And it has like the um, the adjusters on it. Like my Pepa's had like three adjusters because he has such a big wrist. It's I'm like a metal familiar. watch. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Yeah, I'll have to like find a metal watch band. Oh, like this? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For those of you who can't see it, um, it's just like so like the elastic one. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of elastic and it pinches that's what you. My,
0: that's what my granddad had with the elastic.
1: Yeah, and it it kind of hurts you watches. when you put it on. Yeah, it's it pinches hair. your arm hair. Pinches your arm hair. So that's yeah, that's what I would picture Turbo. Like a, a watch that pinches his arm hair.
0: Elastic band, stainless steel, mm-hmm. metal, metallic watch. That's what my that's what my grandfather also wore. Yeah, still wears, I guess, because I don't believe he can really like thread the actual strap through and latch it. Yeah, with a clasp. So it's just easier. Yeah, it's just easier with the elastic.
1: And then Turbo's also got a comb over, like a like a brown comb over.
0: Yep. Okay. No so, glasses. Nope. Rodson's got the eyes of an eagle Ooh. or a cat. Anyways, cat eagle
1: cat eagle okay well that's turbo's persona um i'm hoping that i can uh make some art of this
0: please oh please draw rodson
1: i'll i'll draw rodson mcgillicuddy and then i'll draw turbo right beside him okay so we can compare them please yeah because i have plenty of pictures of turbo on my phone i can just look at
0: them. yeah we also need rodson in an office uniform
1: an office uniform like Mm -hmm. just something like somebody from the office would wear
0: sure doesn't matter like just like a shirt and tie and suit jacket or not? Okay,
1: yeah, we can Something do that. Just
0: looks like he works in an office. Okay, oh,
1: cool, perfect, sounds good. That's Turbo, or I mean Rodson that's Turbo a, Well, I mean
0: we call him Turbo.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's his nickname. <laughs> he he's such a cool boss that he allows us to call him by his nickname. Oh, he's a boss. Yeah, and not I Mister mean, McGillicuddy. He's management.
0: Okay, yeah, he's like please with the McGillicuddy. That's my dad.
1: Yeah, Mr. McGillicuddy's my father. (laughs) Call me Turbo.
0: Call me Turbo. Turbski, Turbinator, you know, just, you know.
1: Okay, yeah, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to do some art and I'll post it on the Facebook page. Perfect. Okay, so I understand that you have an interesting idea for a... For
0: a segment For a segment. Yeah, and what... I thought would be interesting to point out some weird food news. Okay. Yeah. And so a lot of times you could find a brand, like whoever, you know, whatever, fast food or restaurant brand, take advantage of some kind of celebrity. Yeah. To, for an advertising campaign. Well, Panera's decided to do this, and it's kind of weird because, like, you don't typically see Panera reaching out to celebrities like this that I have yeah. seen. And... She's kind of a B-level celebrity at that, but they reached out to uh, that Panera reached out to Phyllis Smith from the office. Oh God! Yeah, to read uh, customer complaints. Okay,
1: so I I think I saw this like advertised last week, but I never looked at it. I was just like, oh soup. Yeah. It was about soup, right?
0: Um. Yeah, the French onion soup actually is the whole reason that they brought this as like kind of a headline to spearhead their campaign for their French Onion Soup coming back. Because that's what all the people were complaining about losing. Yeah. You know, they wanted Panera to bring back French Onion Soup. And these aren't the best ones that she could be reading. Like, they purposely threw out ones that had, like, plenty of cursing and that in it. And they had to censor it out. But she had to read all of this. and it, And it's great because she kind of acts like Phyllis and you know, oh my God, is really so she's like super
1: re- apologetic. And... Yeah, like she
0: hates that she has to read it and and say mm-hmm. it, and those words have to come out of her mouth, and she just can't believe that people are actually this upset about this oh kind of thing. But it's just super cute to to watch; it's hilarious.
1: I've never had that soup before.
0: Neither have I. I'm I'm not really generally a fan of that kind of soup. I should try um,
1: it. yeah, no, if it's back, like I'll try it. I. Actually, I saw a video like last week sometime where Benjamin with Babish made a French onion soup from scratch. Okay. And I only watched it because when I was in college, there was a bar down the road that had a kitchen and it It was like a really shitty bar, but everyone loved it. It was very like everyone in the neighborhood went. Okay. It's called Al's Bar. (laughs) um for those of you kentuckians listening that live in lexington or went to transy you know everyone knows al's bar al's bar. Or al's bar um they had a french onion soup on their menu for a while and i always got it every time i went
0: every time religiously yeah,
1: yeah even when i went there to get drunk and i was just wanting food i would order french onion soup
0: <laughs> Drinking if i had french onion soup. yeah it was
1: i mean it was a weird bar food but it was really really good Because, like, it had all the bread on it, and then, like, the little mug had an entire sheet of cheese baked over top of it. Really? So, yeah, when you, like, uh, crunch into it, like, you got the croutons and then the cheese, and then all the, like, gooey soup inside.
0: Oh, that's really good. That does sound brilliant.
1: But, yeah, Benji with Babish made a video about it, and I'm gonna, I wanna make some French onion soup. So, maybe I'll go try Panera's before I do that. Um, and if it's just as good, I won't. I'll just...
0: Just it. use it. <laughs> just buy it <laughs> just from buy Panera.
1: It. That's op- That's so, such a Panera choice, though. To, like, you know, everyone loves Panera. I feel like... Well, no. Not everyone loves Panera, I don't think. I, it's a very like niche the, restaurant.
0: I'm not the hugest fan. Like, when, when they build a Panera, I don't rejoice. I'm not... I don't... I just don't care. I don't generally go to the Panera.
1: I think it's good. Uh, because, as you know, I used to live across from one. Like, in okay. my old apartment. Like, the one that was in front of the Target.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: And I used to eat there all the time. But, I don't know, I feel like a certain type of person goes to Panera. And so, by choosing Phyllis, they were, like, marketing directly to that person. And you so, know?
0: Phyllis being the person that would go to Panera. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Phyllis being the person that would eat at Panera. Like, ladies like Phyllis definitely eat at Panera. and love
0: that French onion soup.
1: Yes. Love that, just anything Panera. And I also think they're marketing towards literally white sorority girls who love the office because <laughs> all of them go to Panera. Uh
0: huh. Yep. Panera and Starbucks.
1: Panera and Starbucks. Those are the two places. Um, so by bringing in Phyllis, they're marketing directly towards their two main groups of people older white ladies and younger white ladies.
0: And then really just anybody in between that loves the office. Yes. And would get a kick out of it.
1: Yes. But I think those two groups, definitely. But cool. I I like this segment. I think we should keep doing this.
0: Absolutely. We'll see what else we can dig up for next week.
1: I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty we can dig up. Because, oh, yeah. literally, think about it. Burger King is batshit crazy when it comes to food. Yeah, Taco holding... Bell is batshit crazy when it comes to food.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Burger King's impossible Whopper scandal.
1: Like... Those two restaurants themselves could give us content forever. <laughs> um, or KFC. KFC does oh my crazy goodness. shit, I too. Could,
0: I couldn't imagine what KFC's into. What mm-hmm. kind shenanigans they pulled.
1: Yep. So, yes, I like this segment. I think um, we should keep doing this. Keep finding cool food news. Will do. So, as you know, last week I went to the North Carolina Museum of Art. Yes. Um, because it's like the last week of the Frida Kahlo exhibit there.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. You were, you were trying to tell me about it in case I wanted to go. Yeah. Yeah, no,
1: that, yeah.
0: So, 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 okay. Awesome. Tell, tell me about it. What, how how was
1: it? How did it, it make you feel? It was magical. I felt like, oh, oh, I felt like, I don't know, you know, like when you, when they're, you're in the same room as a celebrity or something and okay. you feel really giddy and you're like, oh my God, like, I'm in the same room breathing the same air as, insert celebrity here, Nicolas Cage. I'm in the same room as Nicolas Cage breathing his air. He's probably really mad that I'm breathing his air. That's how I felt. Like, because I was in the same room as an original piece of artwork that I have prints of. So I'm like, this was touched by Frida Kahlo a lot of times
0: a lot of times she's very intimate with this piece
1: yeah um and like one of the uh it's like her one of her main pieces called diego on my mind and it's like her self-portrait because she's like the queen of self she does a lot of that yeah. she does a lot of selfies with like photography and also painting um it's the one where Diego Rivera is like painted onto her eyebrows. I know you saw this one on my wall. I
0: probably saw it in my it, apartment. But I don't yeah, that I recall
1: it. Um, it's very strange because he's like sitting on her forehead. It's like, okay, like the eyebrows are like the shelf that he's sitting on, kinda.
0: <laughs> I really don't remember this one. I'm surprised I yeah, don't because this sounds crazy.
1: It's pretty crazy. Like we need to get it. We need to get it up so you can see it right now. Um, but that painting was there and beside the painting was a photograph of her painting the painting with Diego Rivera standing behind her. Um, It was just really weird. Um, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it was very like inception, like seeing her painting the painting right beside the actual painting itself. And it made me feel like a little girl, like a little like giddy little person. It's called Diego on my mind. And as you may or may not know, uh, Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera were married. And he was like 20 years older than her. So I saw that. Um, Zach is looking at it now (laughs) on the screen. Like I encourage all of our listeners to go look at this painting. This is an interesting one. It's very interesting. It's almost as if she has like a forehead tattoo of his face. Yeah, Um, that is what
0: that looks like
1: yeah I love this one. It's really great uh that's why I kept this one and I also got to see this one the one with there's a suggested one at the bottom of the screen. It is a portrait or self portrait with monkeys um it's very weird. there are like some very scary looking lifeless or like soulless eyes monkeys around her um she she did a lot of really weird portraits as Zach is. <laughs>
0: My face. He's he's looking. He's
1: looking at all the ones that are like suggested with uh, with this one.
0: These are wild.
1: Yeah, but it was awesome. Um, There were a lot of other uh, painters in this show too that were really interesting. Uh Of
0: any in particular? I mean,
1: Diego Rivera was in there too, um, but a lot of them were just Mexican artists Um. that were painting in the same style during the same period. I see. And then there were other paintings that were from later, but they were using the same techniques and like in the same style as Frida Kahlo did. Okay. Um, Kind of surrealistic, weird portraiture.
0: Do not get a tattoo of anybody on your forehead. Well, I
1: I would never do that unless it was Jeff
0: Goldblum. You'd do that Jeff Goldblum on your forehead?
1: If If he asked you to. If he asked me to.
0: You do it happily. Totally. <laughs> what Jeff Goblin would you choose? What what area? I think Jeff I would Goldblum? get
1: him like you know the like shirtless one where he's laying on the dinosaur. Uh huh. I would lay him right across my exactly. eyebrows.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. With well, his shirt. That would fit. That. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it'd be kind of like this one, except for it wouldn't be like a. It would just be his full body laying right across my eyebrows as like the ground. My eyebrows. I think that would work. Oh man, I just thought of a really cool portrait I could do. I could do, like a photography portrait. I could draw, I could paint Jeff Goldblum on my forehead. Yes. And call it Jeff on my mind. You could. And it could be like a satirical Diego on my mind. Maybe I'll do that one day if I get like a super bored or B super like drunk or something.
0: Super inspired. In super
1: inspired art. by other things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I saw a crap ton of stuff and it was really fun. And another thing. That I wanted to talk to you about because I don't know how much of a fan of the Avit brothers you are.
0: A uh, mild fan, not not too huge.
1: Yeah. So I didn't really know that one of the Avett brothers is like a fantastic artist. Oh, really? Like a visual artist. Oh, yeah. Medium. Like... Scott Avit. He is an acrylic painter, and also he does like screen printing and like linoleum block printing, which is like what do I do. Oh, great. Um, and the other main exhibit that you had to pay for at the museum was his exhibit, was the Scott Avett exhibit.
0: So that was a little geek fest for you, wasn't yeah,
1: it? Yeah, because, well, I felt so stupid because I liked the Avett brothers, yeah. but I didn't realize that it was him um. until we got to almost the end of the exhibit because he didn't like paint pictures of noticeable, like people that you would know,
0: okay. you know, like yeah. okay. him
1: or his brothers. Okay. Until you got to the end of the exhibit. I
0: see.
1: So the the I and Love and You album cover, it's like the woman, the really dark, like shadowed woman with the, she's like holding a skull.
0: Okay.
1: That was painted and then digitalized for the album cover. So see. that physical painting was there. Oh. And I saw it and was like, what? <laughs> like Either. every, I just had like a, <laughs> like one of those crazy mind blown moments. And then there's a room over where they were playing an Avery Brothers song oh. over, like a painting, like a that he was doing. It was like a video of him painting.
0: Sure.
1: Um, but the music was over, and I was like, I am an idiot. <laughs> I have been I have been sitting here like, oh my god, I love this guy's art. Who is this guy? Why haven't I heard of this guy before? And the- <laughs> they get to the end, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was cool, um, and I didn't realize that. He was from uh Concord, North Carolina, yep, yeah, um, and that like a lot of like his studio is there, so he that's where he does his art. It was just like kind of mind blown
0: right in the backyard
1: yeah like and his paintings like they're huge um, you
0: mean in size yes, okay
1: i mean they take they take up a lot of space visually, but they're also like physically large too, like I'll show you this one. Uh, that one was floor-to-ceiling.
0: And for all of you that can't see, it's apparently something about an old man on...
1: Uh, I think it was called... I don't remember. It was It's like an old man looking up a missing persons ad and there's two children in the background and then like a dead body with butter in the front. like.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a weird one.
1: It's It's weird, but it's so big. Like, I'd say 12... 15 feet tall wow and then like six feet wide maybe yeah it was it was insane um
0: it is is quite strange
1: you have to stand back from like all of his paintings pretty far to like see all of it at once just
0: to take it all take it all
1: in um but yeah that was fun like
0: i'm glad you had a good time
1: um i I took a lot of pictures
0: i need to get by there sometime soon
1: yeah so you should come up um when they have the next exhibit and we'll go
0: fantastic
1: um because it should be like next week or week after next when they have it i don't know how long it'll take them to install it
0: we'll see what the exhibit is
1: i would still like to go back because it took like five hours to get through that place
0: really holy crap
1: the permanent collection was crazy big
0: can't wait to check it out
1: yep 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 so zach is really super excited about this week's mac and cheese
0: oh my gosh yes so this whole time. He's been
1: waiting. He's been biting his tongue. I'm, yes. This no, entire been, episode, like, come on, Kelsey. Finish talking about your fucking art shit so, so I can talk so about. So I can talk about this shit that really So I can talk about really mac matters, and cheese.
0: Macaroni and cheese. Okay. It's a mac and cheese podcast. So mm-hmm. it, Okay. Anyways. All right. Rant over. Uh, <laughs> this week's macaroni and cheese represents something that I've been hoping for this whole time. Like a, a recipe.
1: But he waited until episode eight to
0: to actually find to talk
1: to you yeah, to actually request that we do something like that or find it yeah yeah
0: so we came across a recipe for fried macaroni and cheese balls that's right that's right I, and and of all the recipes I will tell you listeners this is the one if you make any of them this is the one this is the,
1: this is it well hold your horses hold okay. your taters
0: all right fine.
1: because this one well, we'll we'll get to the score and everything. But, like, I'm just going to tell you right now, like, this one was really good. But even though it beat out quite a few recipes, didn't beat some of them. It's true. So, it's not number one on the list. It's true. But it is really good. So, when Zach and I were just making this, like, he, I, so you have to, like, ball up the mac and cheese and, like, dip it in egg eggs and then like dip it in panko breadcrumbs and then put it in like oil to fry it i was doing all the dipping and balling and zach was doing all the frying and we the entire line going yeah well the entire time that zach was frying he was like oh i can't wait to eat one of these things oh i can't wait to eat one i
0: of was this. so tempted just to pull one out of the fryer and put it directly in my mouth no, and it would have been. Burn my end. your
1: mouth to where you couldn't even enjoy it. I know. But, later. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's just how much I wanted to eat that. Yeah. So okay, let's just let's move through the ratings and we can talk about more okay. as we rate it.
1: So our first rating is noodle. And since so we used leftover mac and cheese. Um like just a batch of mac and cheese that we already had. hmm
0: Um And so it was good and thick and congealed.
1: Because that's what the recipe called for. It called for, it said like, it, it said at the beginning, you know how they always tell a story and they're like, oh man, when I met my husband back in blah, blah, blah and whatever. And they tell that stupid story that nobody yeah. wants to hear. At the end of the story, they talked about how this is a good idea for like Thanksgiving or Christmas leftovers that you can take your mac and cheese from the day before and then make these like fried little appetizers to eat on the next day right like, yeah so we used leftover mac and cheese and we gave noodle a four out of five and why did we do that zach
0: well the noodle that was in the recipe that was a leftover recipe was elbow macaroni and so the, i think the small uh elbow macaronis allowed you to form a, a more tight ball Uh so i think that the noodles really were well suited for this because I mean and it turned out that they were when it when it came to they it kind but, of
1: like interlock together
0: yeah they just they, they they make it to where you can form a ball pretty easily like I could see that you know maybe shells and cheese if you were using those you know the shells are so large they may stick to your fingers and like come apart and not really make a nice good ball that you could tightly fit mm-hmm. and pack but, um, yeah, I think that the elbow macaroni did a perfect job. So, four out of five. Yeah,
1: so we gave it four out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, so for cheese, we also gave it a four out of five because where this was leftover mac and cheese and it already had a lot of cheese in it anyway, like Zach said, it was very conge- congealed together to the point where it was thick enough mm-hmm. for us to ball up. But when you fried it, like the cheese kind of melted mm-hmm. and became liquid encased in the the like panko shell on the outside.
0: Yeah. Like I think the cheese, you know, was the right consistency and even though it was really thick, that just that lent to it staying together really well mm-hmm. and kind of having that that melting point where it it oozed out almost when you were when you were eating
1: it. Yeah. And we just used all the other cheese that we had from last week. So
0: yeah, it just lent to it pretty pretty nicely, I think.
1: Okay. So for presentation, we gave it a three out of five because these, although they tasted great, they did not look like balls. They looked like well they were
0: they were roughly ball. they were roughly ball shaped. I mean they you know they they were angular just because of how when you cooked them, they' they're laying in the kind of pan. And so they get develop these flat sides on them, and so they end up kind of look coming out like these, you know, rocky orbs. But um, but generally, you know, they they crisped up nicely as long as you didn't overcook them.
1: So yeah, we only gave it a three out of five because, like, I mean, obviously we wanted to eat them and we were excited about eating them. But so we didn't care what they looked like. But sometimes they kind of fell apart when they were. Frying. Yeah, a
0: couple of them did fall apart, but mm-hmm. not not too badly. I think that generally it, it, was, it was okay. Yeah. They just kind of look like these fried, greasy balls of who knows what. Luckily in there for the unsuspecting eater, uh, cheese, macaroni and cheese.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so for technique, we gave it a four out of five. And that's just because, you know, some of them did kind of fall apart in the frying pan, but also... They were really easy to make, especially if we already had mac and cheese. Like, you just ball up what's in the fridge, like that's already cold, and fry that.
0: Just dip it in the in the egg, dip it in the panko breading, and then throw it in the frying oil. Yeah. Boom! Just you know, turn it as you cook it, and it doesn't even take that long to cook.
1: It took us probably what like fifteen minutes to fry them all. Yeah, we. That's because we only had a smaller like we had a smaller frying pan, so we had to do it in like batches. But.
0: But we cooked at least like twelve to fifteen of them
1: yeah, they were super easy to super easy to cook,
0: yeah they went a long way.
1: yeah theres there were leftovers too. oh
0: yeah, we still mm. got more I, can't I couldn't eat any
1: more. I was like, mm, oh, this is a lot.
0: <laughs> oh yeah,
1: and so for technique, we gave it a four out of five um and moving on to taste is that you can say the magic words because like you know
0: this is rare, this is your this is rare guys, five out of five taste, <laughs> I'm telling you. Delicious, I personally love fried foods, and I love macaroni and cheese. The two worlds coming together mm-hmm. was magic for me uh and I am happy to say that the panko breading was really nice and perfect and just meant for this good, nice crispiness when you kind of fried it in the oil um so I thought that the texture was really good, like it didn't have any fried big, crunchy lumps on it. nope, you know it was all evenly nicely breaded and coated and and did a good job and and yeah you did a great job um coating them and everything and it was just it was it was perfect i mean i couldn't think that there's a better breading for that
1: yeah and so while we were we ate our first one like with nothing on it And I looked at Zach and I'm like, do we have any dipping sauce? Because this would be really good with a dipping sauce. Yeah, so
0: anything that you would want to dip it in, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it would go great. Whether you like ranch, whether you just want to dip it in some ketchup, as we did. We made a little ketchup, I made a little ketchup and hot sauce. Yeah, I'm against
1: ketchup on macaroni and cheese, like it's, it's a travesty to me. But I did try a bite of this and it wasn't that bad.
0: It was not bad. I mean, I think it's the batter. I think the batter makes a difference. I think that's yeah. what makes it acceptable to use with ketchup. Personally.
1: I liked it better with sriracha. Like, sriracha the sriracha was yeah, really sriracha good.
0: Was, sriracha was perfect.
1: Um, I've had mac and cheese balls before yeah. at like a restaurant uh-huh. um, at World of Beer. And they always serve theirs with this like sriracha ranch stuff that's um. really good. Um, so I would think that that would be like something kind of tangy and hot would be really good with something creamy. But yeah, so overall, this mac and cheese got a 20 out of 25,
0: which mm-hmm. means
1: it did not dethrone Missy's mac and cheese. No, it did not.
0: It's just shy just shortly shy.
1: Shortly shy. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: Shortly shy of, of dethroning Missy. Um, but that well, we And if Missy,
1: if you're listening to this, Your mac and cheese lives another day at the top. That's right. Um, Delicious mac and cheese. Delicious mac and cheese um, was not... (laughs) Your delicious mac and cheese was not dethroned by some hot balls.
0: Hot fried greasy balls.
1: Hot fried greasy balls. God, I want to warm
0: one of those up right now.
1: I mean, after we finish recording, you can definitely do that.
0: I know I can, and I may very well, but I'm still kind of full. It's a craving.
1: We even had, like, we, after we ate the mac and cheese balls, we ate cookies and meatballs. Yeah,
0: we made um, some meatballs to go with. So. I, I cut some up and, like, showed them inside of the.
1: Yeah, Zach was just, like, doing every, like, he was experimenting hardcore with these mac and cheese balls.
0: No, I'd slice up a little bit of, of meatball and then I'd make and, a like slit,
1: Stuffed the meatball inside.
0: Stuffed the meatball inside the macaroni and cheese bite. And I can <laughs> say that I do not regret doing it. I will do it again. I did not
1: try it, so I don't know if it was eat, good, eat. but
0: uh, there's some meatballs waiting for you then.
1: <laughs> I looked over at Zack's plate and it had some of these mac and cheese bites on it. And or balls. Um, I don't want to call them bites because they're, they're pretty not large. they're pretty large, yeah. Um I looked over and he had shoved an entire meatball in one. Like <laughs> a a pretty large meatball to, it didn't to work this out Poor mac and up, cheese. I ended up having to take it back
0: out and cutting it up. Ball. Just so it wouldn't be so overwhelming.
1: Yeah. But overall, they were really good. Um, I would suggest doing this as an appetizer.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think if you
1: made, like, a mac and cheese for dinner the night before, or even if you made it earlier that day and you were having, like, a party or something, Mm -hmm. you could definitely just put it in the fridge, make everything else for the party, and then take it out, ball up your mac and cheese... Fry it up real quick. Fry it up real quick, and then just put this out like on a plate at your party. Nice
0: hot hors d'oeuvre.
1: Everyone will eat all of it immediately. Yes, it will go um, fast. It will, yeah. So we liked them. Um, I don't know what is gonna top this for Zach. Like he's gonna.
0: Yeah, personally, again, this I thought that I really wanted something niche and like different and kooky. And I thought that I was going to find it in the macaroni and cheese pancakes, but it just didn't really work out for me yeah. like that. And, and this this stuck up to the plate and really delivered. Now I've had macaroni and cheese bites before. It's not like this is like totally new to me. But now you can make but them. But now that I know how to make them myself, yeah. oh my God, yes. I'm clapping while I'm saying this. Because and he's so passionate I have, about it. I'm I going to add this to the repertoire. This is in the recipe book. For me,
1: all with all your other mac and cheese recipes. Well, well all you can cook is mac and cheese. Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> I'm gonna have to diversify. I'm thinking about getting into French toast.
1: Okay, yeah, it's a good thing. I mean, mac and cheese French toast.
0: Mm. no.
1: What if there? I will look to see if there's a recipe.
0: No, for mac and cheese French toast. Yeah. No, please don't, because it's just going to turn out like the mac and cheese pancakes, huh?
1: Well, I think I'm I'm thinking next week that we should do one of these like dessert mac and cheese that's circulate circulating.
0: Circulate.
1: Circulate. <laughs> that's circulating on um, the interwebs. Um, okay. I've seen several lately, and
0: oh,
1: I think they probably are going to be disgusting.
0: More than likely.
1: Um. But. I am going to go into it with an open mind. Yeah, and we will maybe we'll love it. Maybe we'll think it's the best dessert we've ever had. Yeah,
0: I can see it being with like a parfait or something like that, like a cold refrigerated Oof, noodle no. with like something cold and. Sweet. I just can't
1: get past like noodle texture in a dessert. I think. Yeah. I think that's my problem. Um,
0: it's gonna have to be like a Jello or.
1: Because noodles are like chewy. Yeah, you know? they're
0: chewy, and. Uh...
1: Like yeah. bounce back. I don't, I don't like bounce back in my dessert.
0: I like eating the dirt and worms. So getting the gummies. In I knew there. you were the gonna say something about like, dirt and
1: worms. Well, it's best because you were like, best, best I was like, ever. I don't like the bounce. I don't like the bounce back. And you go, mm. and I was like, you gonna say something D- about dirt and worms? Yeah, gummies.
0: All right, guys. Well, this is it for episode eight. Yeah. Uh, send us your nudes. You can find us at Nudes Podcast. On our Facebook page, and nope. uh, send us your nudes.
1: Yeah, there you go. You can send us a recipe to our email at nudespodcast@gmail.com, at gmail N o o d z podcast. We have Twitter and Instagram. Allegedly, we do. You say allegedly, but I post on them.
0: Oh yeah, no, I know that's I the thing. Memes is I, on I don't, them. I don't have anything really to do with them other than enjoying them, and uh, I don't even know what actually t- the name of it is. And I'm so terrible at life. Well, whatever. All
1: right. Well, we have social media. We pretty much have every platform at this point. Just search our podcast name on one of those follow us. Um I post funny stuff sometimes. Or you can just follow us to make fun of how unfunny my posts are. That's fine. You can make
0: them funny. We can start threads on them and actually make them funny.
1: Yeah. Make brutally read me or brutally burn me. Oh my god. Roast me. Uh
0: Trying to get roasted out Yeah,
1: trying to get roasted. Um, well, that's all we have for you this week. We're going to go um, have uh, mac and le- cheese, le- mac and bite and cheese leftovers. bites leftovers with our um, middle-aged dad friend, Rodson McGillicuddy. But we call him Durbo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's He's been patiently waiting, I think, probably outside the door.
0: He's probably been snacking on some... Bugs. Uh, mac and cheese bites and bugs.
1: Yeah. And dust on the floor. But that's all we have this week. Um, hope you guys have a great rest of your week.
0: Alright, bye buy Alright, bye. Right, bye. bye.